You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Hi, I'm Shelley MacArthur Everett, and you're listening to Marketing News Canada. Today, I'm excited to welcome our next guest, Tennille Cooper. Tennille runs a copywriting business called She Is Epic while building access to capital for underestimated women-led businesses via her e-commerce brand, The She Fund. With a Twitter account flooded with gifts and memes, Tennille became the single award winner of the 2021 New Establishment Innovators by Strategy Magazine, Canada's national marketing community, and was named a rising marketer by Adweek. She recently made the switch from nonprofit to tech, where she leads the brand marketing at Unbounce to help small to medium businesses increase their conversion rates without needing a new budget, more time, or a miracle. In her free time, she has enabled the launch of more than 50 businesses as a mentor for entrepreneur hubs within three municipalities, built her own business by curating an online presence, and rallies others to do the same. Hi, Tanil. How are you today? Ah, oh, fantastic. How about you, Shelley? So good. So at the risk of sounding cliche, you sound busy. Ah, I am. <laughs> uh, when I heard you reading it, I'm like, oh, wow, that's a lot. How do I make the time? Yeah, yeah, you've done a lot. So tell me a little bit about your origin story and your background and how you came to be. Well, funny enough, I actually started in social services. My internship out of college was working at the YMCA and I was working at an employment resource center. So what I did there was kind of help people find jobs and write resumes for them. And then my boss that was at that employment resource center moved to a new location um, because she she got a promotion still in the YMCA and she thought of me and brought me along. And so then I continued working in nonprofit, but this time as a community programmer for children and youth. So I did that for a little bit. And then I got my first career because that was a part-time job. My first first career at a community health center. Um, I've Not many people do the work that they went to school for. And so I was lucky enough to, as soon as I graduated, I was able to hop right into the, the social service job. And so at this, my first career in the community health center, I was a community health educator so what that means is I went out into the community, educate them on health promotion, getting the flu shot, starting breakfast clubs, that kind of stuff. And so I was in nonprofit for about 10 years, I would say. And I was starting to feel a bit uninspired, unmotivated. And at the time, I didn't realize that I was hitting a brick wall and not experiencing the growth that I desired. Um, but I just figured, you know what? Maybe if I look at other opportunities in the organization, that would change my mind. And so I became a communication coordinator. They posted a, a role, a new role, and I applied for it and got it. So I went from, from a community health educator to a communications coordinator. And the only caveat to that was it was a one-year contract. So my boss sat me down and she let me know, like, listen, Tennille, this is a one-year contract. That means once this is done, that's it. Like, I can't hold your position. And so I said to her, I'm fine. I need the push to do something different. And I feel like this would be the push I needed because what I was finding is that as I was going into these communities and helping them with funding and whatnot, anytime the money ran out, we were ripped out of that community. And so 
I was making connections with the people there, helping them, you know, improve their lives, whether it be health, mental, physical. And as soon as the government funding ran out, I had to move to a new community. I even got in trouble once because I didn't want to move on. I was still helping that particular community. But I knew that I got tired of having to develop relationships and then move on, forcefully move on. And so I knew I needed that change. And taking that one-year contract allowed me to have that change because once it was done, I was out there in the world by myself, no full-time job. And so I've always wanted to start a business and that's what I decided to do. But before I did that, I needed some kind of foundation and I went back to school. And I know that doesn't make any sense (laughs) because what I went back to school for was IT. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there was a lot of zigzagging there, but I did it with a purpose in mind. Like I wanted to have OSAP. So I needed a school loan to kind of live off of while I was trying to figure out and develop my business. And so I did a business in coaching because it made sense. I went to school and took psychology. So coach people, behavioral science made sense. Um, But then when I realized as I was doing that business of coaching coaches, the coaches that were coming to me were basically saying, I spent a lot of time marketing my business and not coaching folks. And so I, I believe I have a hard time expressing what I do because what these coaches are really good at is speaking. You know, they're in person, they have this really bright energy, charismatic, but when it came to writing that and putting it on a page, they fell flat. And so as I was talking to them, an idea sparked. I'm like, maybe I should pivot my business to now help these coaches put their passion on the page instead. And so that's where my copywriting business developed from there. And I was doing that for about five years full time until I got back into a full time job again because I needed a break from hustling and always thinking about how to make a sale and getting back into the workforce was definitely the break I needed. And so I got back into nonprofit, but this time it was marketing and not social services. And that's how I slowly kind of build up my marketing career from there. And now I've stepped into tech with Unbounce and being at Unbounce has allowed me to like tighten up my marketing chops. I get to lead a team and I also get to help deepen the brand's customer experience. Wow. Such a varied background, but it all makes sense. And it all comes together. All of your skills are easily adaptable to each of those roles. And I think you're much stronger for it. Agreed. I'm starting to see how it all interconnects. Before, I was like, this does not make any sense why I went here and zigzag this way. But now it's all flowing together. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about Unbounce and your role there. Yeah, so I am leading the brand marketing team at Unbounce. And I will say this, if you're not familiar with Unbounce, Unbounce is now a conversion intelligence platform. So what does that mean? It is for small and mid-sized businesses that pairs their own know-how and expertise with machine learning to help crank out sales and conversions. So yes, we still have the pre-optimized landing pages, but now we also have added compelling copy creation and campaign optimization at the flip of a switch. So basically what we like to say is we're helping marketers grow smarter and faster. I have to say when visiting your website, sheisepic.com, you take people on a journey. 
which is something that most websites certainly don't do. And I can see the journey that you're taking them on and ultimately you're leading them to a conversion. And that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Thanks for picking that up. A lot of people don't see that it is a journey that you have to take customers on. And being the example of showing what that looks like is making us tell them that this is what we're going to do for you. We're going to help you take your customers on a journey that they need to be on because they're not going to buy into you on the first action or interaction with you. It takes, what's that usual point of contact seven times before you actually can get a customer. So you got to take them on a journey. For sure. I know I was thinking, what do I need to do to my website (laughs) to take people on, on a better journey for sure. So yeah, that was definitely a little bit of a light bulb moment for me. How are you balancing your role at Unbounce with your copywriting side hustle, if you will? To be honest, I put the copywriting on the back burner a little bit. And so I'll do consulting here and there. I still mentor at some entrepreneur hubs. And if I get like a copywriting gig, then it's more consulting than actually doing the work per se. I knew that I wanted to focus a lot more on Unbounce because of you know the leadership role that I'm now in. So that's going to take much more time. And as you start a new job, that absorbs a lot of your time because you're trying to learn the, the company, learning your role, learning the people, and just creating a foundation of how you'd like to work. And so to be honest, I had to take a huge step back from my side hustle stuff, but it's still in the background. It's not in the forefront where it used to be. And how long have you been with Unbounce? About three months. So this week would be my third month here. Okay. And that's going well so far? Absolutely. I'm loving it there. They're genuinely helpful and friendly people. At first, I was kind of startled by it because I'm like, they can't possibly be helpful and friendly all of the time. But I just chalked it up as this is a trauma response I'm having. You know, I've had I've worked at bad jobs before. And so being in an environment where folks generally want to see you win, like even doing this podcast, I told my team member and they put me on a call and said, hey, let's coach you through this and how you can be better at it and whatnot. And so my previous jobs never had that in place where they're coaching me through an opportunity that I gained so that I can show up as my true authentic self on the podcast. That's amazing. Tell me a little bit about how AI plays a role in conversion intelligence and how does that look? Yeah, so... When we say this like big conversion intelligence, we're like, what does this really mean? Like, what does it look like? Yeah, it's, it's, it's massive, right? And so when I think about where marketing is going, we got to think about like our own day-to-day life. We're seeing it. We're seeing it in when we go to the grocery store, there's now self-checkout, right? There used to be cashiers at every spot. And now you have this one area where you got to check out your own groceries. And me and my partner make this joke that we don't work at the grocery store. Why are we checking out ourselves? But that's what the day-to-day life is starting to become. Everything is starting to like automate. And we need to consider that automation is happening. AI is happening. Machine learning is happening. And so marketing is going in that direction, right? And copywriting is one of those things, the way forward. And as a copywriter, One of the things that Unbounce has launched is smart copy, 
they launched it actually on a, this week on Product Hunt. It's free to try and use if anybody wants to test it out. So copywriting is one of those things. And a lot of copywriters would say, I'm fearful that AI is taking over. And why would a business owner want to hire me to write their copy now if a machine can do it? And I'm not going to lie, I had those fears too. I had those fears where, okay, now what? Now business is going to be slow or not. But the one thing that I want copywriters to remember that, you know, we are the originators and creativity is needed. You cannot automate creativity. It can never be automated. And if anything, it makes our work more efficient where we become faster copywriters because it allows us to write things and then and tighten it up a bit. AI helps us tighten up our copy at a faster pace catch things that we wouldn't catch with the human eye. So it makes us more efficient, right? And so if I always know that creativity cannot be automated and I'm that creativity source, machine learning will always be learning from me and not the other way around because we're the original copies. So how does that look when you're copywriting and using machine learning or AI? Is it a program? Yeah, so you can start like a sentence. And then you'll hit that button, say, flesh it out, whatever that button tells you to do. And then it will write it for you. And you can decide, okay, I like what it's saying here, or I may want to tweak it. And because you know your audience and you, you know the message or the sentiment you want to get across, that's where the creativity needs to be inputted. Or you can leave it and let the bot do it. It's getting better and better every single time that you write copy. It's picking up your nuances. It's picking up what you're writing all the time, the content, who you're writing for. So every time you do it, it just gets better and better. And that's the thing I like about AI. It allows me to stop doing the mundane tasks that I don't like doing. And make, if I have to do it, it makes me do it faster mm-hmm. and get smarter at it. So we're not just talking about in a Google Doc where it's predicting one or two words. You're saying it can write out a sentence or a paragraph. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it can write your landing page. Wow. <laughs> yeah, how, how do you get started with that? Started with writing it? Yeah. Is there a subscription? Yeah. Smart Copy is at Unbounce. It's newly launched with us. We believe that, you know, the new era of marketing is conversion intelligence. And AI allows us to create on-brand, high-converting marketing campaigns at every touch point. And copywriting is that. Because how many times have you had a landing page and then you're like, I don't know what to write here. And you, your, your brain freezes, right? And so by hitting a button, it could start the, the copy for you and write it out for you. And then you can make your tweaks here and there. You don't need necessarily a person to come in and do it for you unless you want to take it to the next level. But for those people who want to do things quickly and get things out there so they can start testing, because marketing is a lot about testing and experimentation. In order to do that, you got to move fast. And a lot of these companies, these small business, small and medium-sized businesses, don't have the time to test out and experiment things like a marketer would do because marketers love that stuff. But a small business don't have the time. And so having a bot write your copy out and your content out just makes that a lot more easier and saves you time right there. Mm-hmm. And does the bot get to know your particular writing 
better as you continue to work with it? Or yeah, does it get to know your personal style or the way that you like to write things? Yes. It's always picking up the things that you say all the time, just like when you write in your Gmail and you notice that it's finishing your sentences, it's doing the same thing here, but it will write the copy for you instead of you writing and then it shows up in like a, like a shadow. I like to think about like, I just bought a Roomba, right? So yes. <laughs> a, Roomba, <laughs> a Roomba, for those who don't know, it basically, you know, sweeps your floor for you. And so I bought the Roomba because I don't enjoy doing chores. <laughs> Let's put it that way. But I do like a clean house. My Jamaican mother would be so proud. But with the Roomba, it gets smarter every time it vacuums. So it pays closer attention to the high traffic areas. And so the next time it's vacuuming, it knows that it needs to to spend more time in the kitchen versus in the bedroom, right? And so that's how we view conversion intelligence at Unbounce. We get more smarter and efficient in our day-to-day tasks as well. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Who is your target audience? What type of businesses do you work with? So small and medium-sized businesses, yes. And so how do they find you? They they want to do better. They don't really know what that looks like. And they say, please help me with my website or please help me with my landing page. We want more conversions. What does that typical first lead look like? Typically it is, I'm trying to sell a product and I don't know how to go about it. And so we teach them because there's a lot of education through our blog posts and our articles out there on how to set up a landing page and why it's important. And so that would be the first step. You get that landing page set up. It's a drag and drop with our smart builder. So I like to call it the Canva of landing pages because it's just so easy to put one together. I I did one in less than 30 minutes, like putting a landing page together. And so now with the addition of smart copy, it just takes it to a whole nother level, right? Because like the competition for clicks and conversions is increasing daily and more and more businesses are coming online, right? Especially with the pandemic. And when I was mentoring some small businesses through COVID, they were brick and mortar businesses. And so they had to learn really quickly how to start selling their products online, right? And so small small businesses are being left behind and they have fewer resources, smaller budgets, and not enough time in the day to strategize and focus on marketing campaigns like I would. So they don't know how to put a landing page together. They don't know how to turn clicks into sales. So that is one of the reasons why I made the shift to tech. And Unbounce is helping those small businesses grow by basically injecting powerful AI-backed insights. And what I mean by that is when you're creating these landing pages and the copy is being written for you, they're letting you know why they're doing it, right? They will say like, based on this data, um, if it's if you're new there, based on this data and from previous conversions of our other customers, this is what we have seen. And so you get smarter as the machine is doing the work. So you know why this is happening, right? So today, Unbound has powered over 1.5 billion conversions for over 70,000 customers. And that's wow. normally only accessible to conglomerates. That's amazing. Mind-blowing. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So I have a small or a boutique PR agency. Mm-hmm. What would Unbounce be able to do for us? Basically, you wouldn't have to be hiring a whole team, a developer, a copywriter, a marketer. You wouldn't have to be hiring all those folks, right? You can consult with them, but you wouldn't need a three-person team to put it together. You would need yourself, maybe get the consultation of a, um, a marketing person. but. The landing page at Unbounce helps you put together that material that you want to showcase to the world. So you're in PR, you want to sell a certain product. Maybe you have a course um, on PR helping folks get that media attention that they're looking for. So you're going to create that landing page and then you're going to put the verbiage, like the content that you already have into the machine for them to like decide, okay, this is what you should say on this landing page so that you can convert your customers, convert your clicks into customers. And then once that happens, they're going to show you, based on the people that are coming to your site, what they are clicking on. And if you need to create another landing page to see if maybe if the words were different, tweaked a little bit on this page compared to this page, we're going to see if we can now take people to that page that's converting higher than your first page that you you built out, right? 
And then they're going to keep on, the machine is going to keep on figuring out, okay, when this type of audience comes to this site, they particularly like this web, this landing page. And so we're going to customize the page to that specific audience. So not all the time, that person is going to go to the first landing page you created. They're going to go to the page that best suits them and what they're looking for. And you cannot do that on your own. So you definitely need a machine, the AI to like track all these things, collect the data, and then implement it. That's that's the part that we can't do is the implementation. Because when I was mentoring these brick and mortar businesses, the one common theme across them is they don't have the time to do any of the things that I'm suggesting, right? And so the machine, the AI that's already baked in to Unbounce is doing it for you. It can create those experiments and those tests and then tell you, hey, this page is converting a lot better than this one that you originally created. And so we're going to show it to that audience instead. So you're like, okay, hands up. You got to do anything. Check. Thank you. And I'd imagine the data is obviously constantly learning new things. So if something's not working, if there's a higher bounce rate on a certain page, then you're reworking it until it does work. Absolutely. And for for those who are thinking, but what if I just, what if I'm new and I just started this landing page with Unbounce? Keep in mind, we have all these other Unbounce customers who have proven to gain conversion. So we're pulling from that data. We have a reservoir of all this data bank that's just sitting there that we're using to help boost you. So you get to cherry pick from all the conversion data that we already have in our bank and use it to your advantage. That's an easy layout. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about what the last year and a half looked like for you. You have a daughter, a nine-year-old daughter, COVID, out of school, trying to balance all of the hats. How did you do it? Yeah. So I had like this little group, I would say, I guess a little mini mastermind group that me and two other girlfriends of mine, we would just come together and talk about the things that we wanted to do before the pandemic. And so I was planning on setting up an e-commerce business and I didn't know exactly what that would look like, but I said, I'm going to do it because I've always wanted to do it. And I'm of the thought of, if I want to do something, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. I don't care if it fails, I'll learn through it. And so the time when I launched it and which I called it the She Fund, which plays off of my copywriting business, She is Epic. So the She is spelled S-I-E for, for those who are interested in that little backstory is I started the She Fund and it's basically set up to help um, historically excluded women founders get capital so they can scale their business. And so I started that right when, in March, right when we got the announcement from the government that, you know what, everything's shutting down, stay in your homes, wash, wash your hands, don't come outside. And I'm like, wow, this is a great time to start a business. And Although it didn't necessarily affect me because it was an online business, the only thing that did affect me was the whole shipping. Shipping was a lot slower. So I had to deal with sending out merch, which I was only selling like t-shirts, totes, and tanks. But still, the delay in shipping was killing me because people are used to Amazon-type delivery. When you purchase something, you get it in that same minute. And I could not keep up with that. Like people were getting things two, three weeks out. So I started that in the pandemic. So that was taking up most of my time. But when I did start it, I then got picked up by Shopify and TikTok. 
And they put me in two of their global campaigns. And I did not see that coming. So at the point where I was thinking to myself, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I should shut down this e-commerce brand because it's not working out. Like sales are slow. Um, even though I know businesses take a while, my like, people are home. They should be buying this stuff. But then I got picked up through TikTok and they did a couple of campaigns with me and that turned out really well and gave me some spotlight about the fun. So now I'm keeping it going. It's something that I'm working on behind the scenes and working under venture capitalists right now to kind of help me push that forward. It's probably going to take me 10 years before I get to where I want to be and have like about a million in capital so that I can give to these small businesses. But everything starts as a seed. So we'll see where it goes. That's amazing. And are you currently giving out funding to businesses now? Or are you building that? I'm building it right now. I currently only have $1,200 in the capital fund right now. And so as I'm building it, I'm in the learning stage and working under an angel investor to see how do I set up deal flows? How do I set up term contracts? The things that people don't see on how to start up a fund, it isn't just about you know building the money and dispersing it, which is going to be the most fun, dispersing money. But there's still legalities that I have to have in place so that the people who are investing in this fund, the investors who want to give me money to give to other businesses, they feel secure that they can. And are you raising that capital primarily through merchandise or are there other ways that you're raising the money as well? So initially I started with raising it through merchandise and now I'm looking at doing fundraising. So that's where I have to start setting up the term contracts and having those legal contracts in place so that people who invest know that they're going to get their money back and how they're going to get their money back. Yeah. So cool. And can anybody get involved? Yes. How, how do people support? So when I initially started it, I felt like venture building venture capital was out of the reach for everyday people. And I know that everyday people want to invest in up and coming brands, companies, ideas, concepts. And so that's why I started with merch so that anytime they bought a Tia tank or a toad, portion of that purchase was going into the fund. And so by purchasing, they became an investor because that money was building in the bank. And then we were going to disperse it like micro funds to a few small businesses. So you launched that. It's now been about a year and a half that you've had that. Three months at Unbounce. After you started at Unbounce, did you apply any new theories or strategies to that website to encourage further conversions? Oh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. I would say that putting that Autobot on the site really helped with conversions in terms of if they weren't ready to buy right away, at least they would leave their email so that I could follow up with them. And so that's another way that I was looking at conversions. Conversions isn't always a sale. It can be an action of giving me your email so that I can sell to you in the future. So that Autobot, when I had it on, it definitely brought in a lot of um, leads so that I could follow up with them with some um, discount items or, you know, special seasons or just talk about investing in women, women businesses that are looking for funding. Awesome. And I think that's a really good point as well is that a conversion doesn't have to necessarily mean a sale. Right. 
there can be different ways of conversions, whether someone leaves their email address or they click on the contact page or contact button. So yeah, and it means different things to different people because not all businesses who would I imagine would use Unbounce are selling a product. They could be selling a service. Absolutely. As a copywriter, I was selling a service. So it's a lot harder to sell something that's not tangible. Totally. Okay. Are you ready for a round of rapid fire, which is something that we do here on Marketing News Canada? Let's go. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Just the shorter, the better. One word, perfect. The first thing that comes to mind. No wrong answers. And feel free to skip if you want to as well. Okay. What was your first job? My first job that I got fired from was working at a fitness center, actually. I think I was only there for a week. And it just wasn't for me to do sales. It it wasn't for me. (laughs) Are you a night owl or an early bird? Night owl. 100%. I'm watching all the reality TV shows. I'm snacking on all the chips, wine, cider, you name it. I'm there with you. (laughs) Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Dark chocolate. I heard it's better for you. (laughs) We'll just tell ourselves that. What is the first thing that you marketed? Ooh. is the first thing that I marketed? Even like in childhood? Yes. Okay. So childhood, I would say like newspapers. I think I was about 15. And that's why I didn't consider it as a job because I felt like it was child labor. I was selling newspapers door to door because I needed to buy some shoes, but I wasn't going to have that route for long. And so I think the first thing I was marketing was selling newspapers. And it was a Toronto Star that I was selling at the time. You remember that, you know, getting Toronto Star newspaper. Now we now we read things online. Who buys newspapers anymore? You know, my traditional PR heart is a little bit sad for that because I love (laughs) the tangible object in your hand. What is your favorite word right now? Ooh, favorite word. Mm. Oh, the word that's coming to me right now is stunning. I saw a dress on one of these actors on the Emmys and the first word that came to my mind was like, she is stunning. And then you can use it in other ways. Like I had a stunning year. I think it's just another word that is away from saying amazing because, you know, that that is so overused. So I'm I'm trying to find other words to say that people don't usually use on a regular basis. So stunning. I will bring that word to Vancouver and and I'll start working on (laughs) on that with you. What is the last charity you supported with your time or financially and why? Hmm. Last charity. I would say, I wouldn't say it's necessarily charity, but like it's helping women who are in post-secondary find mentorship. And so it's called Accelerate Her. And it's ran by a woman who's kind of just putting together some courses and mentorship sessions to help young girls get into the field that they want, get the mentorship that they want, so they can kind of let go of that nervousness they feel when they start their first job, so they know what to expect, who to reach out to, and have that support system. And I don't know if you picked 
picked up this theme or or trend that I'm on is that I really believe in women and young girls. And so I support anything that is related to women and the advancement, the financial advancement of women, the economic growth of women. So any charity that's involved with the economic growth of women, I'm all for it. Awesome. What is a fave song or album on repeat right now? Fave song. Definitely not an album because, you know, I, I listen to Spotify. So I listen to all kinds of tracks. Hmm. I would say, I guess, Normani, Wild Side. That song gets played a lot with uh, Cardi B on it. You should listen to it. Nice. <laughs> if you weren't doing this job, what would you be doing? You know, I had this conversation with my partner and I said, if I wasn't doing this, then I would want to be a blogger that is a travel blogger, an eating blogger, and a workout blogger. So I want to be traveling and talking about it, but I also want to be eating anything I want, but I also want to maintain my weight. So let me do some fitness in there. So that would be the ideal thing, a travel, food, (laughs) fitness blogger. I feel like that's all within reach. (laughs) We work with a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's down the line. Yeah. We'll talk. (laughs) What is an app on your phone you can't live without? Okay, I'll say the app that I use every day, and that's my workout app. So it's called Fit On. It's free. It's like having a fitness trainer in your pocket. I am a person who gets bored with workouts, and so there's so many different workouts there. There's yoga. There's hit. They even have meditation on that app. Anything you want is there, and at any intensity level. So definitely that. Very cool. And someone to keep you in check right in your pocket, right? <laughs> Absolutely. They hold you accountable. Yeah. What is your favorite children's book? Anything by Dr. Seuss. Oh, the places he will go. What is your guiltiest pleasure? Chips. Any flavor. I'm a connoisseur of chips. Nice. What is your most treasured possession? Hmm treasured possession oh what is it man these rapid fires are killing me (laughs) what is my favorite treasured possession maybe just like books I love looking at it you can see in my background I love looking at books like mine my bookcase is color coordinated so I would say that's my favorite treasured possession just books looking at them nice okay last one a life hack you'd be willing to share ah definitely automating my mundane daily task (laughs) so remember I was mentioning earlier about the Roomba Mm -hmm. I also started doing meal planning I didn't really want to cook anymore so I look into like meal planning services just to cut back on, you know, spending my time doing those tasks. And now even like with Wealth Simple, doing more investing EFTs, I can, it's not automated. Anytime I get paid, it goes right into my Wealth Simple trade account. So I can really work on my investing for the future. Awesome. Okay. So just to wrap it up, if you were 
to give some advice to the next girls or women of tomorrow, what would you let them know? What would I let the girls of tomorrow know? Female leaders of tomorrow, let's say. I will share the the line that I always say to myself is don't self-select out, meaning don't be the first one to reject yourself. Go for that opportunity. You want to do it. If, if you thought about it, if it's haunting you, just do it. Just try it. We only have one life. And if we've learned anything during this pandemic, you know, things can flip upside down at any moment. And are you content or happy with where your life is now or where it could be? Are you doing the things that you want to do? Are you helping or serving the people you want to support? So just don't don't self-select out. Go for the thing that you want to do. And if they say no, know that it's not yet, not a hard no, because you can always change people's minds. Get better. Such good advice. Wish someone told me that 20 years ago. (laughs) is there anything that I've missed that you'd like to share with our listeners I would say for like the marketers my message to them is have outside pursuits be a well-rounded marketer launching the she fund that financially backs historically excluded women founders has been one hell of a learning curve (laughs) but it's providing me deeper insights into what future SMBs will need in order to tackle this ever evolving industry of marketing. And that is something that you cannot learn at school in a textbook. You only learn by doing and being in the trenches. So even though it's not directly being in marketing, it's helping me to understand what the future is going to need. Awesome. And how can people find you? They can find me on LinkedIn. I spend most of my time there. I've kind of reduced the social platforms that I'm on. So although I lurk on Twitter, I am mostly posting and speaking out on LinkedIn. So you can find me there. Awesome. Thank you, Tanil. Congratulations. You're really such an inspiration. And I've actually learned so much. Thank you, Shelly. I appreciated this call. Yeah, thank you. We'll talk to you soon. All right, take care. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors Travis Jeffers and The Podfather. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 